Hello and welcome to this episode of Dead Air, a horror podcast. My name is Chris Costello and I am your only host for this episode. I am all alone. I'm not with anyone because uh, this is another special episode. Special in the sense that this is a part two of of last week's episode uh, where uh, we got to talk to screenwriter and podcaster Ramon De Vera as he took a really, really, really deep dive into the film Get Out. It was so deep, this deep dive that we had to do a part two. And uh, this is our part two. So uh, enjoy. So so one of the things that, sunk, that Sunken Place refers to, as according to Peel, he's mentioned two things. It's the marginalization of black horror audiences who are apparently very loyal with black horror films, but they never see themselves on screen. So they mm-hmm. never feel represented. So it's like that thing, you're in the Sunken Place, you're watching it from afar, but it's never about you. Um, the other thing that he said struck him this it also could be a metaphor for the prison industrial system where so many black bodies are just basically thrown in a black hole and then they're they're just used up because mm. the prison industrial system is basically the modern slavery of no well modern slavery i mean i, I don't know if you guys have seen um, the documentary the 13th of Ava DuVernay mm. no who's a friend of um, Maria Moras and uh, oh shit really yeah yeah they're close and then, but that documentary is about how the 13th Amendment, which sort of abolished slavery in the exception of prisons. So you can force labor out of prisoners who are mm-hmm. primarily uh, minorities. So it's that form of uh, slavery. And then yeah. uh, after that, the next day, he, uh, he wakes up and one of the motifs is like the, the, the rain when, when yeah. he was a kid. And then... That sequence it's like find the rain and then she's putting him in the in the sort of sleep. The audio of the rain fades in. And then at the moment where she commands him to sink, it becomes absolute silence and it becomes really scary. And then there's there's just this low drone when he's like sinking. But when he wakes up uh, in a start thinking that he wasn't sure if it happened or not, there's the sound of rain and it's actually the shower that uh, Rose is having. So parang it startles him. But then it gets diffused by mm-hmm. the phone. Uh, and then, you know, he gets an update. Those are occasional instances of levity. Eh? Silla Rod checking with, I mean, of course, comedian then Silla Rel Howery. So that's uh, effective in that sense. And then the uh, the party arrives by an all-black cars. Mm. And then… All black. And then there's a, there's this sequence there Because they want to be inside yeah, they wanna be something in black. black right. And then there's um, a scene where he's being introduced to all these people. And then it's a lot of looking at the camera. This 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 um, lineup of white faces and it's kind of it makes you <laughs> paranoid. Eh? Everyone's staring at you. They're they're it's sort of unnerving and everyone's like sort of measuring you up. Um, yeah. One of the most of the deleted scenes are actually from this party because eh? it would have been over the top. Na, na parang everyone's like tinga parang parang piece of meat talaga na parang yeah. In a way, it's so measure. it's so unnerving. Uh, that's a, that's a really good word to to describe it because. Like the movie starts out, it's so it's so uh, simple, 
and then and then it just gets weirder and weirder. Yes. And then you like if you you find yourself like really relating to Chris, diba? Because like it's just like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like oh, seriously, what are all these white fucks doing here? Why are like, they talking this way? So, yeah, it's so unnerving. Like that's another thing that that I found really interesting after multiple views. Like at, at first view, you're you're like just awkwardly uncomfortably laughing at other comments like you know they're like uh, oh, oh yeah look at that Tiger Woods isn't, isn't he <laughs> incredible I or, know him or, yeah. or like or like is it true what they say that you know <laughs> one, basically she's saying like once you go black yeah, you never yeah. go back you know yeah. <laughs> and then but so so it's like so uncomfortable you're like oh so this is just like the black experience just being mm-hmm. just being talked to like the, the white people find a way to 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 relate to you by but by saying like the most obvious thing, like yeah, fucking like Tiger Woods is a champion in a white man's sport or whatever. But watching it the second uh, after multiple times, you're like, oh no, it's because that's what they want from you. Yeah, yeah. like like the old white man said, is like, yeah, I like golf, I like to dabble in golf. And, yeah. Oh, but Tiger Woods is the best. Yes. And then he's like, how's your swing? Uh-huh. Because so because he wants to get mm-hmm. in his body, yeah. So he'll he'll play golf like Tiger Woods, yeah. or like the girl is like. Is it true what they say? Like yeah. basically, like you know, if 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 uh, you know, it, 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 it basically like you know, there's a black man of a really big dick because she wants it from her husband. Yeah, you and know, she her wants husband, by her the husband way, to, in a in a wheelchair. Exactly, <laughs> is in a wheelchair, so she's probably not you know being sexually satisfied. So the way they play that scene out, yeah. After watching it multiple times, you're like, oh, okay, so she's not just like being like, oh, hey, girl, you know, she's being like, I want that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's, 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 yeah. that only all makes sense later on, because like, yeah, like if you're watching it for the first time, like, wow, this is really so awkward and weird. And then yes. later on, when you figure out the whole. Uh, when they reveal us out, parang ah oh, man. If you watch it again for the second time, it really is like a like a meat market. Parang oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parang, yeah, it's a, or, that scene or, or is so uncomfortable dating. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like speed dating. That scene is so uncomfortable for me because I have so many white relatives. <laughs> I hope. Oh my god, I hope they don't. But you're white, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they're all liberal, by the way. Oh. And then so I can just imagine how uncomfortable this movie is to white liberals. You know, like yeah. Yeah. they're just like, oh fuck, is that what we sound like? You know, when we're trying to be woke. Yeah. yeah. Like, is that us? Yeah. Is that us saying that we would vote for Obama a third time? Is that us saying yeah. that Tiger Woods is an incredible golfer? You know what I mean? Get, like, it's, get, it's, in that way, that movie's kind of cool because it doesn't even go for low hanging fruit. Eh? It doesn't mm. even go for obvious rednecks or obvious yeah. racial but yes. yeah. it kind of yes. it kind of it's a I guess it's like parang post Obama na parang those people who voted for him those yeah. white people voted for him, are people parang who feel they're like uh, progressive parang yeah. they can be also racist you know a source of racism but in, in one way or another again what uh, Aaron what, what was a uh, I want to hear more about your experience in Brooklyn <laughs> watching well, yeah, I mean it was really just um, I was entertained by the fact that peop- you you could hear whispers. You can't hear what they're saying, <laughs> but oh you could hear. Those were all white men. I didn't look around. I just said this to him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of cheering, especially in the end. I'm like, yeah, man, more like that. So <laughs> if that was a white man doing that, that's like that's white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so fun. It was yeah. so fun to watch it there. Like like. How Robon, like how how um 
again, like we can never um, compare to our experience of growing up black in America. But like, I mean, like we have microaggressions too. I'm being Asian. Sure. Um, like, you know, just simple things like, you know, white people saying that, wow, your English is so good. Yeah. Oh, like, I got that so you know, many shit times. Like that, yeah. So right? many times. Right? Everyone here has gotten that, yeah. I'm sure. But like, I respond with, ano eh, don't you know that you guys were in our country from like the 1940s? Like I give a whole, <laughs> you guys yeah. were the yeah. ones There's who taught us one, this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went. Uh, I went off on the Filipino-American war in one of our quizzes. Na parang, <laughs> see, that's not even taught in the states mm. that there was a Filipino-American mm. war which yeah. used up all the cocaine. Wow. Because cocaine and was yeah. the was the anti uh, was the painkiller of the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So hospitals in New York they didn't have any painkillers because it was all in the Filipino-American <laughs> war. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Wow. That's incredible. But I was gonna say, parang ba- bawal ba to talk about when we brought you to a strip club, Chris? <laughs> what strip club? What are you talking about? I have no idea. Right I've never been to a strip club. Hush. <sighs> Wife, this is where you skip this episode. <laughs> okay, Maui, I'm, no, I'm making scissors. Oh, I just heard her. She heard me say that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So one, one time we brought Chris. Chris, I mean, I don't know. For, oh, fuck. For, oh, for yeah, the people yeah. who aren't, you know, who are just listening and don't have the visuals, Chris can present as white. So yeah. we brought. I cannot him. present. No, that's not true. I here, cannot. Here I can present this. Here can. in the Philippines, I think you can. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Your complexion has it, and you have the features. Not many. Anyway, so we brought him. We brought him to the strip joint one time, and then we, one of our first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fun. We convinced yeah. the the ladies of the night that we were that were there. <laughs> na he was visiting from abroad and spoke no Tagalog. So every every time they would say, yung "Parang shy shy." Pero guapo, pabili naman ng ganito, ganyan. Parang si Chris would just keep trying to, you know, keep trying, keep from cackling. But parang yeah. he understood everything and then he was just like, and then he would have to sort of faux translate, di ba? Parang, she said, you're not looking, di ba? She, no, she said, let's have a drink, di ba? Let's, let's go to the back. <laughs> let's go to the back. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's all hearsay. This is all I heard. Yes, yes. I No, no. Yeah, just this to be is, clear, Sean, I, I wasn't there. Uh. Yeah. This is all fiction. <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> been in first-hand story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back on track. But yeah. yeah. Back on track. But back on track. <laughs> One of the things I love talaga about this movie is sobrang suave ng escalation. Yeah. In terms of the, yeah. in terms of the paranoia. Yes. It really diba? ramps up. Uh, the humor really is there up. to kind of act as a pressure valve when it's getting mm-hmm. to be a little too anxious. Too much. Or, but also the humor is also used very cleverly. Para, I have to respect the deception. But it's used also for you to second guess what you think is happening. Na parang, mm. Oh, it can't be. Yeah, there are so many yeah. red herrings. Yeah. There's so many red, like at the beginning, you think that, oh, so, so this whole thing is that they are kidnapping black men, brainwashing them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that was my, that, that was what I thought. Right, right. And so the reveal later on that it was like white people trying to possess black people's bodies. Yes. That's when it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, wow. And, and it's more sinister. Like, the first, yeah, it's more yeah. sinister. The first, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. I, the first thing I left to because I was like a uh, most dangerous game situation. Parang, are these black men being hunted for something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. also the exact moment when Lakeith returns. And you weren't expecting it. Eh. Mo parang lang siya sa intro. But then he shows mm-hmm. up and you're like, oh, it's the guy from the intro. And then he's he's so different in his behavior. And then, yeah. you know, if you're paying attention, then you kind of are twigging onto the fact that, oh, wait, I think I know na. I have a, mm-hmm. I have an inkling of what's of what's going on here. 
when uh, there's a deleted scene that was filmed, pero it's like uh, it's Jeremy gets Chris into a game of badminton, and then they're trash talking, and then he gets into it even though he doesn't really play sports. Pero slowly, unbeknownst to him, the entire party starts crowding around and watching them, and then they, he know, and then parang he gets he gets so into the game, he scores this awesome point, and then he turns around and everyone's cheering, and then they're not watching the game, they're just looking at Chris. So it's really scary. But, like, oh. but it might have tipped it a little, you know, it might have yeah, tipped the this, scales that sounds a little like bit. A bit so too, yeah. I get why that was deleted. I like I like it right now. Like it's so tight. Yeah. As a thriller, as a horror thriller, it's so tight. Super. Like as a drum. Wala, walang tapong, walang tapong, tapong scene. Eh. Yeah. Like, like was, every was, scene has a purpose. Diba? I was saying that also yesterday. Wow, walang taba tong, tong script and tong film na to. Kahit na may mga things that aren't super uh, exact with the script. And even things you might originally think might be considered fat. It's the it's the levity parts that are supposed to defuse the situation for you. Eh. Where you parang, and it and it harbors this idea parang, or the possibility of skepticism because you're still thinking that you're in on it see girl, because she's so woke. So you're still, yeah, yeah. You're still that's the big reason. You still have that hope oh, that, she's that, she's the, the, ally, that she's the ally oh, who'll get him out. Yeah, yeah. So she's, that turn is, is a big betrayal yeah, it, for it's, you it's, as a... As a no. The, 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 whole, the whole film, any any film, but, but more obviously with horror, any film is basically a series of well-set traps. Yeah. Yes. You can see that. Plant and payoff. Yeah. You can see that very done so well here. Mm. And then, so, and this is one of the, also the, the, one of the most important moments comes up when he goes upstairs and then, Parang, His phone is unplugged? No, no. You're, you're, you're following Chris, right? And then as soon as he gets upstairs, everybody who's talking in the foreground stops talking and it's dead silent. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, looking yeah, upstairs. Yeah. And then, oh shit. If you had any doubt na stuff yeah. that's bad, bad stuff is gonna mm-hmm. happen. It's like, yeah, out the window. They're all in on it now. The only chance yeah. now is 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 woke white girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, and then what happens there is like, Oh, then see, but Lakeith gets uh, parang triggered in terms of a release by the Flash, which will come. And he says the film's title. Yeah, and then he says the film's title, so we can all do the Leonardo DiCaprio. And then, sorry, I can do I can do it perfectly. Di pala audio yan eh, pero yeah, we're doing the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen still from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because Lakeith Stanfield basically says. The movie's title. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. And then and then they go to the lake. And then there's and then of course it's the one of the PS de resistance of the film, which is the silent auction. And it's cross-cut so elegantly with a very emotional revealing scene Conversation. The lake. Mm-hmm. And this is where see Chris uh, confides in the fact that he feels guilty for the death of his mom because if he had called his aunt and gotten people to start looking for the mom, then they might have reached her in time because she in didn't time. die instantly yeah. in the accident. She parang she bled out over a couple of hours. And then, but it's done so well. With, it's cross-cut and juxtaposed with such a dark thing. I remember gasping in the theater when I saw that it was an auction because it's so, mm. it's jarring. Eh? I mean, it, yeah. of course, it reminds you of how black people Slaves were, were literally auctioned. Auction. Yeah. So, so mm. to see it, Especially by, you know, an actor na is very liberal and one you love from the West Wing. It's like, wow, this is going yeah. hard. <laughs> and then, That's the scene where 
see Rose and Chris were wearing basically the American flag, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Parang naka blue and then red and white stripes. Red and white stripes, yeah. he Rose, and so, he was wearing blue. There's another theory online na, I don't know, this is a bit of a reach na for me, but the two black people kasi in the party, see Andre and Chris, they, they are both wearing blue or have something blue. And everyone else has some spot color of red. So this comment was like, is this a Republicans versus Democrats thing? This parang, uh, maybe. Probably, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be, but uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how. But I couldn't find any parang corroboration or confirmation for that. Eh. So parang, uh, I didn't know it na. And then, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, then after that is the reveal already, na. Pero one of the cool scenes here is like when when he sends the photo he took of Andre, and then little Rel, his character Rod, confirms that hey, that's the guy we know. Who and, yeah. and then oh yeah yeah, that's why I found him familiar. And then he's like telling Rose we have to go, and then and then he finds the box right, but tellingly that closet door was left open. So that he would discover the box and then find in the box the photos of all these other black people na Rose seduced and brought over to the house, including the bodies that her grandparents are now in. So binems niyan. Anyway. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Even yeah. the lesbian. I mean, even the mom. So the she grandma. technically slept with her grandmother and her grandfather. Well, well, the bodies anyway. The bodies, the bodies that they are yes, now yes, occupying. Yes, yes. And then, pero that's like, it's so sinister. It's so evil. It's like a cat talaga playing with its prey. Eh. She left that door yeah. open. Eh. You know, and then she's, she's, yeah, she's yeah, pretending. That was on purpose. Parang, yeah. what, and then he's like, oh, I'm looking for my camera. And then, oh, it's here. And then, and then of course, the, the inability to find the keys comes back. See dead in the first scene when they arrive at the house. So it still plays with the tension. Parang, Is she in on it? Is she in on it? Is she in on it? And then, of course, everybody's posing sinister. Na, diba? There's the... There's the pathetic lacrosse racket. Um, but <laughs> but there's also the mom and then Bradley Whitford in front of a fireplace giving a speech about the sun. Uh, uh, so, and then and then he gets captured. And then here is another huge uh, shining tribute because structurally, suddenly we go to Rod and it's several minutes with Rod. Diba? Parang completely gone yung... yung oh yung yeah, that character. was like the, in The Shining in diba? uh, when they the, they cut to, uh, what's they his got, name? They go to Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers, yeah. yeah. So parang, and he's also, by the way, Scatman Crothers who saves them in the end. This is also Rod's role. Diba? Yeah. So parang, yep, yep, so yep, another yep. sort wow. of nod to uh, the, shine, the Shining. And then, but uh, also it's, it's a really funny sequence. Diba? Parang there's that scene where Sir Rod <laughs> tries to tell the, the cops what happened. And in a way, it's like lampshading. Eh. Parang, the filmmakers are saying this. We know this sounds ridiculous, but in this instance, Sirod actually got it right. He's like the stereotypical, parang Chris. Now let's talk while he's not on screen. No? Parang, parang Chris, na he, he's watched every horror film, and then he figured out based on the information given to him by Chris. I mean, the movie's yeah. Chris, not our Chris. But nah, nah, he was able to figure out what was going on, and he's right. But it's so far fetched that it sounds funny when you say it out loud. Yeah. And then it's used as parang uh, comic relief, diba? But of course. <laughs> and then we'll also get the scene where yun nga, parang it's very sort of obvious naman na si Rose is eating cereal in the most psychopathic possible right. way. Which is drinking milk, eating Fruit Loops separately. They're not in one bowl. But I mean, yeah, fine. It might be racist, but you don't want the mixed colors and whites. But also it's just like, yeah, only a psycho eats like that. 
Right. And then of course, <laughs> yeah. And then yep. of course, it's the so trophy weird. wall is back up, di ba? Kasi nakapture na si Chris, so all her parang bounties, kumbaga, are, are on the wall. And then, there's the nice parallelism, di ba? When he's in the game room na, and then he's strapped to the chair. And then he wakes up, and then there's the mounted head of a stag or buck. A buck, by the way, is also a term that was used for strong black for men. For a young black man. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, but also, it's like a reverse of the gaze that happened at the beginning, di ba? Because See, Chris was looking down at the dying deer, and now the deer is looking down and he's looking down dire streets. Someone who's gonna get killed. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, and then of course the well, everything happens in this way that you really love to see. Diba? He is literally um, so he's strapped. How does he save he's himself? Strapped to this chair, and he's and every time he gets parang um, forced into the sunken place, he starts scratching the arms of the chair like he did the bedpost when he was a kid and the chair in the office upstairs. But this time, he's able to parang peel apart the, the, the what do you call that? The armrest. Upholstery, I guess, of the armrest. And then he gets to reach the cotton underneath the, the, the padding. So what he does is, because he keeps getting sent to the sunken place by the, by the audio trigger of the tinkling, what he does is he literally picks cotton from the chair, stuffs it in his ear, and that's what saves him. He's able to pretend that he's unconscious, and then he is when he's being prepared for the operation, he's able to get the drop on Jeremy, kills him with a bucky wall. Uh, well, not kills, but he knocks him out of the bucky wall, and then and then we have this great uh, reveal where uh, Bradley Whitford gets impaled by the stag's antlers. So satisfying. And then... Um, the, All the kills in this movie were so satisfying, diba? by the way. <laughs> and then when he goes up, the reveal of Georgina in the kitchen is the same as the her first introduction, where he just parang enters the room and she's there, pala. So yeah. and then but she runs out, and then he <laughs> encounters Missy, and then there's that great standoff moment where they're where the the they look at the, the saucer teacup. and teacup are between them, and then it's a race to get to it first, and then. He knocks it out. He knocks it away from her reach, and then she tries to stab him with, I think, a letter opener, and it goes to his hand. And then he he manipulates his hand and uses the letter opener to stab her. It's actually written very interestingly in the script. It happens parang off screen and in the dark, pa. So you just hear it. But in the film, it actually got shown. Eh. They show it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course, there's the. So this is where this whole this whole sequence actually. This is when he finally lets loose because he's been so mm-hmm. just accepting the entire movie yeah. until like he lets out and then he really lets out. Yeah. It's, so that's why that's another great thing about it. Like uh, why it's so satisfying is yeah. because they really built it up. Yeah. There's so sh- much. There's a shot where he parang puts his forehead against um, Catherine Keener's forehead. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Na parang it's a it's a show of. Um, it's a show of primal superiority. Eh. Oh, like like dumb. rams, yeah, like yeah. rams would so like yeah, yeah, would knock, the, knock yeah, foreheads. Yeah, he puts the forehead against hers and sort of pushes her down, and then it's like, oh, this is very satisfying. Just parang naka days nasha. He's like sort of in a fugue already, but just yeah. you know, trying to survive. And then see Jeremy shows up. He's not dead, pala. Tries to do the choke hold that he did on Andre, ah. and then this is the sequence where. Parang the jujitsu line comes to bite him in the ass. Where you know jujitsu <laughs> now is about thinking three moves ahead, and then every time he reaches for the door, see Jeremy closes it, and then he realizes now, okay, if he if I do that, he's gonna do it again, and I can stab him in the leg. So he does, he falls down, and then he kicks his brains out off screen. You just hear it. 
And then, so good. And then he gets out. And then finally, you know, when he's escaping in the car that's from the intro, the white car, Jeremy's car, he accidentally runs over the grandma. Although he's not sure yet, I think that that is the grandma. Because he, that's when he has… He tries to save her. Yeah, he has that crisis of faith na parang, don't do it, don't do it. But diba parang his, his inaction is what weighs on him with regard to his mom. So in this case, parang, I can't just leave this person. So he, he brings her into the car. And then see Rose comes out of the house with a gun, which is also, by the way, um, a payoff for a line earlier in the film where it's like, so Chris is like, you know, this is their first experience with you bringing home a black boyfriend. I don't want to get run out of the house with a shotgun. I mean, it's a rifle. Oh. <laughs> but that's that's basically what happens, no? And that's actually something that happens a lot in the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy of of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, a lot of things mm-hmm. that they offhandedly say becomes true later on in the film. Or apparently they tell the whole plot in like a little... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so they they crash. Everyone's, everyone's uh, lobotomy scar becomes obvious now. Like, oh, that's why yeah. Andre has a hat. That's why the groundskeeper, see, Walter has a hat. That's why they show Georgina adjusting her With wig. a wig. And then, mm. and it's creepy because the parang wig catches, I think, on the door. And then she just mm-hmm. turns her head and then the, the hair stays behind. And Comes off. Yeah. And it's, it's creepy as hell because he doesn't know that she's awake and then that, and that she's the racist grandma again. So they swerve, they crash. And then uh, here comes, see, stalker Rose in like hunting gear. She looks like, uh, like I guess, an equestrian type hunter. And then the grandfather comes. That's such a great also sequence where you sort of know what's going on because he uses he gets tackled by the grandfather and then he uses the the flash on his phone to sort of mm. shock him awake. Wake him up. And yeah. then he asks for the gun, saying, nah, I want to do it. And then he turns around and kills the quote unquote. Shoots Rose. Yeah. Final final villain. And then and kills himself. That was kills also himself. that was also like, wow, this went hard and dark. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when he's choking out Rose, but at first she's like trying to convince him na, oh, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's another mark of the true psychopath in the parang, the way you can, you can feign those emotions mm-hmm. very easily. And then, and then, but it's not stopping him. It's not de- convincing him. He's still choking her out. And then it's only when she starts to smile that he stops and parang, shit, she's actually enjoying this or I don't know, but I, or I, yeah. or I just don't want to become what she thinks I will be, etc. But then the cop lights flash and then you're like, oh no. Oh my God, the he's going to get murdered. Oh my God. Uh, so every, and then that's why it's so satisfying and, you know, eruptions of applause when it's revealed that it's Rod in the car and not the cops. So he becomes not quite a deus ex machina because it's all set up, but, you know, just an unlikely yeah. savior. And then… Yeah. If you've seen the, there's an alternate ending. The original ending actually is it is cops, and then the mm. next scene is Rod visits him in jail, and parang, in a way he's like defeated na. Eh. He doesn't want to fight for it. He doesn't want to fight for his freedom. He's just satisfied na, parang I put a stop to it. That's what he says. I put a stop to it. But it really and the way in test or in test screenings, it really sort of sucks the air out of the room. So when the cop arrives on the cop car, well, when they end when he's in jail, jail, I think, yeah. yeah. So I you know. Um, so they were able to come up with that 
much, much better ending. Because Peel was saying that this is more realistic. Pero when he was taking into account nga, the audience response, it also occurred to him that wouldn't it be nice nga, to parang have this fantasy ending, diba? in a way na, yeah. in a way na Inglorious Bastards was able to sort of provide a kind of catharsis for um, Jewish people who didn't expect na Hitler was gonna get machine gunned in the face at the end of the film, right? <laughs> or or even even with black people and you know and Django Unchained, yeah. parang, having a, a black hero getting um, uh, just I mean serving just desserts to all these white supremacists was so satisfying and and, and so fun. I think that's. That's sort of what they were going for. I mean, it also helps now, and, and this is for Aaron mostly, no, no, because of his improv background. He wasn't he wasn't so precious about a script, even if he was, you know, thinking about it for so long. He was like, yeah, let's let's come up with something better. It doesn't have to be this all. And then and that's why I also see Cyril, a lot of his uh scenes are also improvised. A lot of it, mm. the, the structure is there, but a lot of his jokes, the funnier bits are just improvs now. Even Rel doesn't remember doing because he was so in the character now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's one of the most memorable endings of the last 10 years, I think, where you really sort of, I remember cheering in, when I watched it the first time. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, it's so hard to just stop from laughing while you're pumping your fist in the air. But uh, yeah. And then, and then it just ends. Like, it just ends. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's all you need. Man. They go, that's all you need. They yeah. go yeah. off. He, all he you survived. Need. You don't need to see friend. what happens. Yeah. Five months later yeah. or whatever. I don't need to hear how they explain to the cops all these dead he, people. He just got out. He survived. Yeah. That's it. It's, <laughs> and it's just so satisfying. Now. I mean, what can you do? Aaron and, and Miguel, what a, how do you guys like the film? I really like I, that. I, I've... I've I've been very vocal about how much I love mm. love this. How about, how about you guys? I want, I want to hear what you guys feel. I really liked it also because I saw it there at a time when, you know, there were a lot of, I mean, always naman, there's a lot of tension all the time when it comes to race, diba. Right? But mm. to also hear, I mean, I was in New York, so most people are liberals. So to hear that kind of <laughs> cheer for that kind of movie and also mm-hmm. the fact that this is a different genre he made his own genre mm. i i really appreciated that that's something that hasn't really been done before so mm. i enjoyed it because it was new like mm-hmm. of course it was a great movie but the fact that everything about it was so new that's yeah. what i like mm. about it i actually went back i went back and looked at the review i wrote when it came out and parang my main point in that capsule was like it's amazing how it's so clever, it's so scary, and it's so funny. And amazingly, it's sometimes all three in the same scene. Mm. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. that's how it felt like grabe parang leveling up talaga. Yeah. And it's so confident and so assured that they It's so confident. I mean, it, for a first time director, it really it's so confident. Na he was the showrunner because of Key and Peel. And then yeah. mm-hmm. he's such a horror fan already and they did so many parodies. They, they did genre so many stuff. horror parodies, yeah. yeah. So yeah. parang you know, parang in a way that was parang his, his practice. bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Miguel. He honed his craft. Yeah. How about you, Miguel? Uh, for me, parang like I remember watching it for the first time and the only time, and see and coming out saying, "Getting naman ni Jordan Peele na not only did he have this story in his back pocket, he also had these skills as a filmmaker. Parang sobrang polido ng craft. Uh, so talented. Uh, it was a tight movie. Like tama si na all these uh, mixing emotions in one scene. 
that's kind of hard to that's hard. formulate uh, if you're a first-time director. Yeah. Or to be able to get that, all that, uh, sorry, what's the expression for it? Uh, to, be able to, to, to be able to pull it off on your first mm-hmm. try is yeah. uh, remarkable. And then, parang now naman, remembering the movie uh, X number of years later, how many years later ba? Three. Three years pa lang ba? Yeah. Parang, Oh shit, parang foreshadowing pala siya of the Trump years. Parang, <laughs> yeah. Uh, parang, yeah. Oh, parang yeah. oh man, parang you think, parang tama nga na even if they had voted for a black president twice, they haven't stopped being racist. <laughs> parang, parang, yeah, they were then, still there. They were still hiding. And then Trump yeah, kind of gave them yeah, courage to be public again. Yeah. Yun lang. Galing lang. Parang in that way, it's still pretty cool na it's still relevant now. But it's not a one-hit thing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, galing. Two things I want to mention, though. There are uh, influences that are apparent, naman, but aren't also... One is yeah. mentioned a lot, which is the Ira Levin books. Um, mm. Rosemary's Baby and Stepford Wives were both made into movies. Mm. And they're both good. Although, I'm not referring to the recent Stepford Wives one with mm. Nicole Kidman. That was more of a comedy. But the original 60s, 70s films, those are very good. And also, they're very good books. They're very paranoid. So, that that was one of the influences that you could feel. And then, Peel has mentioned parang what those books did for the the women's experience. Parang he wanted to try to do with race naman in this one. And then, the other one. I mean, we've mentioned The Shining. That's kind of obvious naman. But... Um, one of the other ones I think is there is being John Malkovich. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even even that video where parang the the patriarch is explaining the the order of coagula, the operation that's going to you know swap the brains of the black people. It 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 calls to mind the the parang AVP in being John Malkovich. I mean, also mm. somewhat the the Dharma Initiative videos in Lost, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the concept of like occupying another person and seeing through their eyes and then learning how to parang become the primary personality there. I think that's also something that I couldn't help but think of uh, being John Malkovich, especially since it starred a younger Catherine Keener. There are theories. Oh, yeah, there's right. a theory that it's her character and then parang evil. Yeah, making evil. That's hilarious, man. We've we've uh, this is guys. This is, we we've hit a milestone. This is easily December easily not, our longest not. episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is easily our longest episode, and it's been chock full of information. It never lagged for a second, mm. guys. We never we never had dead air. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, nice. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, we got to wrap up soon. But um, that, that, that was an absolutely fantastic uh, review of Get Out, man. This has easily been our most introspective <laughs> um, look into a single movie. Yeah. Like, we've never gone this deep into deep something. Dive, Chad, deep dive, yeah. Yeah, hardcore, hardcore. I mean, like, honestly, it, if, it, yeah, if <laughs> we didn't ha- have a time, time uh, limit, basically, we could have gone on for a few more yeah, minutes, yeah. but… Uh, how about how about how about some uh, some last words, guys, uh, on the movie? I'll start. I'll start. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, really love this movie. I just, I've seen it so many times. Uh, um, I, I think it's such a fresh uh, entry into the into into the genre. Um, it's a it's such a confident voice, hmm. um, especially for a first time director. Hmm. Um, in, in the whole, uh, I mean, and uh, I, I I'm. It, 
because of this, I've been so excited for anything Jordan Peele related. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I was a big fan before, but mm-hmm. but you know, I, I I am very biased towards horror outings, and uh, I'm just so pleased that he's well. He did us, which I really enjoyed too, um, and he's got another one coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm always looking out for 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 that. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, nothing more to say. Loved it. How about you guys, Aaron? I love the fact that Jordan Peele is within my realm. You know what I mean? Like he's a sketch writer. He's an improviser. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's yeah, able yes, to make right. something like this. Oh, so, man. We, we should have gotten into that, Aaron. Yeah, that really no, made me just, love him just, more. Yeah. It makes me expect now a horror film from Aaron. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll write yes. one now. Where's my paper? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, start now because it's going to be eight years, then, right? Me as well. Yeah, eight I'll write years. At the back. Okay. Make, make, make it about uh, no, make it about uh, guys with abs. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, Miguel? Uh, for me, parang I appreciated this movie then, as I mentioned. But parang now I it deserves a rewatch, I guess. For me, uh, parang there's a slight parang there's a bit of a emotional release then because we're done with the Trump years and baka it's easier <laughs> it's easier to watch parang but we're not forgetting the we're not forgetting the main concept na racism will always be around hiding in different places yeah galing lang galing yeah. lang pero as a as a film nga my first director as a as a movie in general parang shot solid to galing diba it's so fun yeah. to deconstruct it eh. like yeah, if you're a film yeah. if you're a fan of film or a student it's so yeah. fun to parang figure out oh this works because of this and then oh yeah, this works but, because mm-hmm. of but, this. but it's it's like a filmy movie but while, while you're watching it you forget all that and then later on yeah. malang parang fuck ang galing daming there are many ways to read this movie and many ways to appreciate it yeah, yeah. and it helps that it's so funny eh. but there's a line yeah. where jeremy there's this line where jeremy was like you know with your genetic makeup if you really trained you could be a beast and then <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris actually uses it. He makes fun of the line eh, when he's trying to parang uh, make the tension go away with him and, and Rose when they're yeah. about to, you know, have Sehi in the bed. Parang he does the voice <laughs> of Jeremy. He's like, well, you know, with my genetic makeup. <laughs> he goes like that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just so funny. Eh? But you know what? I'm now thinking because of because of Miguel's comment. Now I'm thinking, I wonder what Biden horror is going to look like now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a lot of sleeping. Whoa. But we're going whoa, to be allowed whoa, whoa. to have some kind of hope again. What will what will the scares look like? I don't know. <laughs> how about how about you how about you Ramon? Let's uh let's have your last word on get out. Oh my god. Who needs more words? Now <laughs> But no, I mean just just, just to wrap up. Uh, well, uh it's just it's a monumental piece of uh filmmaking which is remarkable because it's so intimate and so personal and mm. Hits a lot of universal beats, and it started something, and it became a marker of its era because it was so successful and good and popular. So that's a rare thing, eh? Parang to be to be so successful, well regarded, and still be a small thing. So you know, yeah. Props to him. I mean, when your first film is ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, galang. Mm-hmm. You know, parang wow. Up to now, it's still ninety nine. So well, you have to close it. At Damn. Some point. They can't yeah. make new reviews, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Remarkable, and I, I'm, I'm it's it's that, there's a reason it was my top film of that year. Mm-hmm. The year that Shape it. of the Water won, pala. Uh, yeah, so, the, <laughs> oh, so it was Shape, shape, of, shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know people who, yeah, hate so that's that a film. crime because 
fuck that fish fucking Wait. movie. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa. I enjoyed it. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm okay whoa, whoa. with Shape, no, no, no. but it's definitely not Best Picture. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't it, even give it to Blade Runner. I mean, over it, it's shape. not even, it's not, it's not Get Out. Come yeah, on. It's Come definitely on. not Get Out. I mean, get, Holy crap. get Out has whole classes devoted to it. Not one class, not one session in a horror class. There's Ooh. a whole semester devoted just to get out in two different yeah. colleges. Oh man, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Because there's so much you to know, talk about. There is. Absolutely. I, I actually imagine this episode of ours <laughs> being split in two. <laughs> I, I think it's possible. Maybe, I think it's possible. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's possible. Value for money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, dude, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, thank you for tolerating me. Introduce you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I miss Thanks having for, these talks in real life, man. Thanks for having me yeah. and letting me uh, yeah. give my dissertation on my favorite film <laughs> of 2017. <laughs> well, I, well, first of all, uh, when we were talking, Ramon had a had three options, and all three were incredible. By the way, yeah. Um, I hope at some point. Um, other people choose his uh, his backups. What are his, the backups? What were your what what, what were your backups, Ramon? Uh, I was agonizing because with either yeah, well, The Shining, but I thought someone's go- absolutely going to do that. And there's a whole documentary about Room Two. I mean, Two Thirty Seven yeah. about about The Shining already. But the other ones, because were um, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which oh. is such a classic, also. And then I've never Chris seen it. I know it's Chris's favorite. Yeah, yeah. That, and then also for me personally, one of my favorite horrors of all times the others okay and that's uh man all incredible yeah. choices alejandro amenabar um, another yeah. renaissance man who writes the yeah. composes the music yeah uh, yeah everything if no one chooses the thing in the next like thir- 20 episodes please come back and do the thing <laughs> oh yeah no problem i'm ambitious out of 20 episodes huh? good job that was <laughs> and then if someone chooses the no, thing because, uh, i'll just yeah. do the no the, the, the remake with mary elizabeth winstead na pang it <laughs> Oh, I don't know. So bad, oh, dude. No. So bad. Joke lang, sayang in time. Yeah, but but yeah. Um, hey, um, any any things you wanna you wanna promote before before we end? Um, Your SoundCloud. No, just love <laughs> and you know peace on just earth, <laughs> goodwill toward men, enjoying the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, self self care. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pandemic, and we have to be patient with each other. Also, we have a we have a podcast called Enslaved that every yeah. Now and then we, oh, oh, you do? Oh, that's with, really that's yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, had no clue. I mean, it's not as professional as this this outfit you do <laughs> here, but uh, you know, we, we enjoy ourselves. We have fun. But yeah, where that's are, cool. Where are you now in your K-pop watching or, or your K-dramas, Ramon? Ah, well, I was a K-drama. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to. Uh, Hoover the fourth season of uh, The Crown. I'm going to mainline that. Yes. Nice. All right. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, everyone. Well, yeah. So that's it I, for, for this episode of uh, Get Out. <gasps> Thank you so much for, for coming on, Ramon. Yeah. Uh, I miss you, dude. Awesome. I miss you. I miss you guys also. All right. Thank Take you so care. much. Bye, guys. Bye. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.